Hi, I'm Jeff, and this is Mental Is Everything. As always, when we are discussing a mental health issue, it is important to note that this podcast is to raise awareness and promote discussion, and if possible, provide some comfort and support options. It does not replace the advice or treatment of a healthcare professional. In this episode, we're talking about grief. Grief is a perfectly natural response to loss. The loss is usually for a person or pet, but maybe other things people become deeply attached to. These may be family members or close friends and relatives or colleagues. However, we may grieve deeply over the circumstances of the passing of people we barely knew or did not know at all. Profound grief may be experienced in relation to losing a job, transitioning to retirement or moving away from the family home. This podcast episode is generally in response to the loss of a person, but can be applied to any traumatic event or situation. Grieving is intensely personal and no one can define what is an acceptable expression of grief or how long it should last. Don't let a person tell you how you should grieve or for how long. Whatever it is that you're grieving is because it meant something to you and no one has the right to tell you what you should be grieving for. For example, in recent years we have seen support offered for those grieving the loss of fictional characters in TV shows or the conclusion of long-running series or movie franchises. These people, fictional or not, may have been part of people's lives for decades. Genuine feelings of loss and grief should not be ridiculed regardless of the subject. If your grieving is of concern and may be affecting your health, work, lifestyle or relationships, you may wish to seek professional treatment or adopt coping strategies to help you manage the process and find some comfort in your life. There is no shame in reaching out to your healthcare professional, employee assistance program, trusted family member, friend or colleague. Let's talk now about some common symptoms and stages of grief. As we do, take note that we may have none, some or all of these at different times and that we can swing back and forth between them without warning and over long periods of time. The absence of any of these is in no way, shape or form lessening our grief and there should be no guilt assigned for the absence of a symptom or stage. Be patient with yourself if you are grieving or be patient with those you know who are overcome with grief. Two people may experience grief over the same incident in vastly different ways and neither are at fault in any way. Some symptoms of grief may be sadness. This may manifest itself as loneliness and despair, being highly emotional or constantly crying. The smallest reminder may trigger a severe emotional response. Profound sadness is the most common symptom. Fear. This may prompt feelings of helplessness and anxiety over being alone or the responsibility of making decisions alone. One's own mortality may be a source of fear, especially after losing a friend or relative. Shock. After the loss of life or after a significant and traumatic event, people can sometimes find it hard to accept. This may range from being numb and emotionless to openly denying the truth of the situation. This may involve people expecting lost loved ones to turn up and in extreme cases, they believe they still see them. Anger is a symptom that when present, spares no one. 
Grieving parties may blame themselves, God, karma, family, friends, doctors or the universe. They may even take that anger out on the memory of the person who has passed, blaming the departed for abandoning them. Guilt. This is also a common symptom. When someone passes, people may feel they did not do enough or are full of regret for words unsaid or actions not taken. They beat themselves up over what may have been had they been there or done something different. People grieving may display none of these symptoms or all of them at various times or even all together at the same time. They may alternate between symptoms or they may decrease and return periodically. If they are a concern to you, please consult your healthcare professional or discuss them with someone you trust. The symptoms of grief can be more than just emotional. Prolonged grief can cause aches, pains, lowered immunity, plus nausea and fatigue, as well as sudden weight loss or gain. This can sometimes lead to increased drug or alcohol use, which in turn may lead to further physical or mental health issues. A vicious circle can be created where any or all of the symptoms leads to apathy and withdrawal from social relationships and settings. As the isolation increases, the symptoms may return or increase. But there are steps people can take to minimise or reduce the impacts of grief. Before we discuss those, we need to understand the most common stages of grief. The celebrated psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross studied patients with terminal illnesses. In 1969, she released what was to become known as the five stages of grief. Although built upon the study of terminal illnesses, it has been applied to deaths of any type as well as significant life events and tragedies. The stages are denial. I can't believe this is real. This can't be happening. Anger. Why is this happening? It's your fault. It's their fault. How could they leave me? Bargaining. This is the big what-if question. How can I alter the outcome? Depression. Leave me alone. I can't deal with this. And acceptance. I understand what happened. I'm at peace with myself and the world. What had been misunderstood for many years is the linear approach to the stages. Grieving people are not expected to work their way through the stages. In fact, many people don't experience any of the stages or perhaps just one or two. Likewise, they may alternate between stages. Kubler-Ross was quick to remind people that grief does not fit neatly into labelled boxes. She said, there is not a typical response to loss as there is no typical loss. A person may have worked their way through to the acceptance stage and be comfortably living only to be thrust back to any of the other stages with appropriate symptoms in response to anniversary dates, images, locations, comments or any number of triggers provoking an emotional response. What can be done to stop grief? The short answer is nothing can be done and nor should it. Grief is a natural part of the healing process. There are steps that can be taken to ease people through the grief process and minimise negative impact. When grieving the loss of a person, people should honour their memory and don't shun expressing those feelings. Speak to a healthcare professional, trusted person, or if at work, seek out the appropriate assistance from any employee assistance program in place or HR staff. Open up to family and friends. Speaking with people who care can sometimes be difficult. 
the people close to someone who has lost someone special are usually looking for any way to assist. It's important to understand people may not know how to speak to or treat someone who is grieving. Their silence can be misconstrued as uncaring or ambivalent. People should be brave enough to seek out a discussion and not make assumptions. Embrace the mourning process. Whether that's religious observance or participating in the funeral proceedings, it can assist other grieving parties, help honour the person and provide some comfort to the grieving person. If a healthcare professional is not sought out, perhaps speaking with a counsellor or joining a support group may assist. Mourners should embrace the grieving process and don't let people dictate what is acceptable grief and what is an acceptable grieving period. Being creative may assist people, whether through writing, artwork, visual interpretation or even social media tribute sites. Understanding what triggers grief can be of benefit to people. Planning ahead and preparing for anniversaries, milestone dates or anything that may bring back painful memories is vital. Sharing this with family, friends or colleagues will help them prepare and give them a chance to provide support. In times of grieving and mourning, it's important to maintain physical and mental health. Maintaining hobbies and interests can provide people grieving with a necessary distraction to ease the mind as it continues to process the loss. Likewise, maintaining a health regime is extremely important, with eating, sleeping and exercising crucial to recovery. Usually, over time, the symptoms and pain subside, although the grief will always remain. What happens when this does not occur? It is known as complicated grief. People experiencing complicated grief may exhibit a denial of the death or event, or imagining the loved one is still alive or continually searching for them, increased anger and mood shifts, Avoidance of people, locations or social settings that remind people of a lost loved one. Abandoning routine activities in favour of intense mourning and believing life no longer has any meaning. People can experience pleasure and joy with prolonged days of good health and happiness and yet fall into periods of complicated grief. When these positive days disappear and are replaced with constant despair, it is possible the person may be experiencing clinical depression. Clinical depression symptoms can be the same as complicated grief, but may also include severe loss of self-worth, an intense interest in death, thoughts of suicide, unable to function at daily tasks, disinterest in work or studies, hallucinations or hearing things, and a slowing down in movement or speech. Whilst complicated grief and clinical depression share similar symptoms, they are distinctly different mental health issues. In either case, it's important to get professional help and support. What is clear is that remaining isolated and avoiding dealing with the grief or depression will only make things worse. If you are trying to support someone grieving, remember these points. Offer support without judgement. Keep the lines of communication open. Emotions and crying is okay. There is no set end date for grieving. There is no need to stay strong. Let the grief be. Encourage getting support and don't lecture. And ask how you can assist. 
I hope you have found this podcast of assistance and possibly comfort. Remember, this podcast does not replace the advice and treatment of a medical or healthcare professional. If the contents of this podcast have raised concerns for you, please speak with your healthcare professional. For those in Australia, you can always contact Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 and in an emergency, please call 000. For overseas listeners, please consult your local emergency crisis support service. Take care.